Welcome to the warm-up, a Bailiwick Express podcast giving an insight into the sports action that is on the horizon. Hello, I'm Nick Mann and welcome to the latest episode of the warm-up. Guernsey's coastline is world-class and it has never been easier to get out on the water. More people are doing so, from sea swimming to paddleboarding and kayaking. A new initiative aims to ensure that those activities are as safe as possible. In this episode, I talk to the Guernsey Sports Commission's Outdoor and Adventure Sports Development Officer, Alan Jenner, about that initiative, and he reveals details of two exciting projects that should be running later this year. Hi, Alan. Th- thanks for coming in today. No problem at all. Good to see you, Nick. Yeah, and so we're, obviously, we're, we're talking uh, today on the back of uh, the launch of the Water Safety Initiative, and hoping you just give us a little bit of a background about why and how that came about. Yeah, it was um, in, as part of my role with the Guernsey Sports Commission, um, one of the primary drivers um, behind that role was safety. So um, initially when I took the role on, um, I had a safety background with paddle warning, but this is a wider question about water safety. Um, so did some local work to see where we stood as a jurisdiction. Um, and then my horizon has generally developed to the Channel Islands and then UK um, as I've looked into this more and more. Um, And one of the people that I, um, so with all activities in Guernsey based around the water, if you um, are paid to do your job, then you're audited by an outdoor um, activities auditor that the States bring in, a guy called Paul Donovan. Um, So Paul and I had a chat about my role um, and I felt it was um, best to get, you know, his input into what I was doing and about safety in general, water safety in, in, in general in Guernsey. So um, yeah, it's just developed really from from there, from a let's look into this to something a uh, eighteen month journey now of water safety, um, which has been enlightening, shall we say? Listen, <laughs> say so. Presumably through that work, you, you've identified some shortcomings or, or areas that need to be worked on. And what, what kind of thing is that thrown up? Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at any jurisdiction, you can never be perfect with water safety. I think some jurisdictions are better than others. I'm looking at the um, World Health Organization. So it generally feeds down from the World Health Organization. It determines water safety and recommendations. So about 260,000 people die every single year from drowning throughout the world, and they're trying to reduce that as much as possible. So the UK will have its own strategy for water safety, as will Wales and Scotland, Northern Ireland, etc. So it's really useful to look at those and, and see how they've approached water safety, and then bring that into a local context. And um, Guernsey, like everywhere, needs to do more. You know, there's, there's no, a jurisdiction can't turn around and say, yep, we're safe, that's it. Um, people always drown, people always get into trouble. It's just reducing the amount of incidents that the lifeboat comes out to. That, if I had to put it into a sentence, that's what we're kind of aiming to do. There's a lot of unnecessary call-outs with a little bit of education, a little bit of reciprocity, so just sharing information between people can reduce that number. Would you say, like, there's been an increase in people using the water as well. I mean, post-COVID, that kind of thing. Yeah. There's easy access. So if you look at watercraft, for example, with paddleboards and kayaks, 
Um, they've become a lot more accessible. You can order them off Amazon, 48 and other um, wholesalers. Um, 48 hours later, you get a board. There's no instructions, there's no guidance. You just pick up this thing, blow it up and out you go. Um, so it's become a lot easier to get out onto the water. And of course, swimming, um, there's a big um, community now that has developed from COVID and from cold water swimming and the benefits of cold water swimming. And it's brilliant because people are moving away from staying at home and now they've got these groups to go and it's a community. So they're baking cakes and having a chat and going out into the water and then they're socialising afterwards. It's, it's an amazing um, opportunity for people to get outdoors and enjoy Guernsey's world-class environment. And I guess we are, we are talking about a world-class environment here and it is one of the gems of living on an island. Do you think there's, there's a bit of an assumption that because people are living by the sea and have lived by the sea all their life, that they understand the dangers out there, the tides, the wind, um, what's happening at different yeah. points on the coast? I think there's a couple of things to say about that. First of all, I think 100 years ago, if we were having this conversation, we wouldn't be having this conversation because people were just naturally going down with their parents um, and learning the trades. So people would be um, foraging and, and so forth, and they would be at the beach no matter what. Um, and those instincts now in modern society have been diluted. Um, and I think those um, key skills are probably lost and not passed down between generations. Um, in addition, our, um, uh, our community is now um, welcoming people from throughout the world. Um, they come here under work licence and working in Guernsey and so forth, which is absolutely fantastic. But they're coming potentially from an environment that doesn't have a 10 metre tidal movement to a dynamic environment in Guernsey that is potentially dangerous. Um, and it's trying to pass on that information to them about Guernsey and about the dynamic environment and how to stay safe. Since your launch on Friday, what, what's gone on and what's the reaction been like as well? Yes, it's been really positive. So I had a talk today um, with the open water swimming community. It's a free talk. Um, I think anything like water safety, it should be available to everyone. Um, if people want to learn, that's what it's all about. I'm not saying I've got all the answers, but um, I've got um, 13, 14 years experience teaching in Guernsey waters, paddleboarding. And obviously with that comes a lot of knowledge um, regarding the environment. Um, and it's just um, uh, a case uh, with that talk today of just showing experiences. So a lot of people have experiences in the water, which I love to hear. Um, and we can only but learn from those experiences um, where they see people going wrong. Um, and with Hold Fast, it's just a case of kind of centralising our, our knowledge base and having a point of contact for people. If they want to improve their skills, we can offer them, um, offer those skills. So we um, can offer a, a qualification now. We can do, we do corporate business talks. So a lot of businesses in Guernsey with external employees, um, we go to the offices and have a lunchtime talk and just basically spell out some of the things to look out for, where to go in Guernsey and where not to go in Guernsey, um, if you're swimming and you're new to the environment. Um, so there's lots of initiatives that we're undertaking just to try and encourage people to, to use the environment and the outdoors.
but just do it with that knowledge. And if they haven't got access to that knowledge, that is where we want to come in. Um, we want to try and provide as much knowledge um, and experience as we can. And what's going to happen sort of more in the medium term as well with this initiative as the plans to develop it? So um, the big um, a situation that we're looking at at the moment is a water safety strategy for the island. So Guernsey has um, no, if you like, overarching strategy for public safety. Uh, it's, it's a complicated question. But thanks to uh, Morantz, um, the local li legal firm, they've provided funds for um, uh, three UK water safety experts to write a water safety strategy for Guernsey. Um, two of those um, individuals know Guernsey very well. Uh, so this strategy has been received in draft. We've shared it, the Sports Commission have shared it with um, all the agencies, RNLI, uh, Coast Guards, uh, Channel 1 Air Search, St John's. Um, we're meeting on Wednesday and hopefully we can panel beat this draft strategy into a document that we can use to really bring to the public for uh, the summer season, beginning of May, where there will be some changes to water safety in Guernsey where we can adopt some enhancements to um, the local safety situation. Um, I've done a lot of research using media um, because the likes of Bailiwick Express and Guernsey Press are really good at posting when situations happen. I can pick up those media reports and pick up from those media reports where they happened. And then I've put that into an interactive map now. So um, you can see there's four hotspots in Guernsey where we can make an immediate impact with um, signage during the summer. It doesn't have to be there full time, just during the summer, just to remind people um, there's a code of practice regarding this area and these are our recommendations. What are those four areas? So it's difficult to say which is number one. Um, probably K2 Portsmouth. Um, there was some, there's always, seems to be every single year a stranding at Portsmouth. Um, this year um, uh, there was a group of four to five uh, teenagers that got stuck on the rocks there. Uh, the lifeboat got called out. I saw the. I got. I get an alert for when the lifeboat gets called out. The conditions were horrendous. It was a spring tide, so it was a lovely day, but it's a spring ten meter spring tide, which means that there's so much water moving around our little line. No matter what the weather conditions are like, it's going to be treacherous on the water. There was a bit of a wind as well to go with it, so I knew these guys were going to hit Bowset, and then they were going to be faced with horrendous conditions. Um, they, uh, the police managed to rescue the, the kids in the meantime, the, the lifeboat had arrived, um, but those poor guys, you know, were risking their lives to get around to try and save these kids. Um, and it's situations like that, that we're looking to educate, to avoid those situations. So K2 is a big one. Um, rock jumping, seawall jumping is a question all on its own. So we'll just stick to K2 for being stranded. Leo Island, same question there. Um, people aren't taking any notice of the signs. Why aren't they taking any notice of the signs? Um, I think we had a French swimmer a couple of seasons ago that tried to swim over and got stuck and got picked up. It's, you, you're a millisecond away from making a poor decision. So um, Leo Island is, is one area. Um, both, uh, 
Bordeaux is quite an unusual one because if you if you look at like ski coatings, it's a green in the harbour or a blue in the harbour um, because it's nice and safe and it's wonderful. Soon as you go past Tommy's Rock, it's a black, and it is you know, probably the worst place in Guernsey. The tidal movement around there is just off the scale, um, and again, there's strandings. Um, so uh, Bordeaux is definitely on that list. Um, and Havlet tends to have a lot of activity um, and there's been quite a few swim rescues in Havlet um, which I think are avoidable as well. Um, so yeah, th those are the four of the three danger points in Guernsey that I would say are no-go zones, Bordeaux, uh, Joburg points and uh, Plymore points. Those, those almost like the corners of Guernsey the tidal movement around there is just not for the amateur. Um, if you're highly experienced and if you're swimming, for example, and you have safety craft, yeah, okay, you're experienced and, and absolutely. But if you're inexperienced, do not go anywhere near those places. That's a great message. I think, so you've been in, in your post now, we were saying earlier from... Just over two, two years, yes. Um, could you just give us a bit of a summary about the areas that you've been looking at in, in other... Yeah, so um, I think the, the flagship is probably um, AquaSmart Schools. So um, I was lucky enough to be invited to deliver a course to the year four pupils at the public schools in the island, and that's called AquaSmart. And that is a three lesson course that all the public school year fours get. Um, and that's about the Guernsey environment, um, about water safety. So lesson one, Guernsey environment. Um, it gives them an understanding about direction, so which way is north, why is that important, wind. So if you know the winds coming from the north, you know which beaches to go to and which beaches will be offshore winds, which is a big, big danger. Um, so we go through um, uh, winds, uh, tides, the law of twelfths, so that gives them an idea about tidal movement. Um, we cover where to go in Guernsey. Um, and then lesson two is about water safety, general water safety, but Guernsey specific. So water safety and how, what rescues look like. We use some case studies as well. So ITV had um, a video to rescue down at K2. Um, and we use that as um, uh, an incident that you can learn a lot from. So four, four kids on the rock in 2015. Um, one of the children had a mobile phone um, but one of them chose to swim to raise the alarm and that is the last thing that we want people to do. You know, raise the alarm, stick your hands above your head, whistle, use your phone, whatever it is, but don't put yourself in danger. Um, so um, we use that as a case in point and then we do a interaction um, with, the, the, with the pupils. So they do an emergency phone call to me as the emergency services and we run through what you should be saying from the sidelines. If you spot someone in danger, this is what you should do. Um, and then we take them to the beach and we reinforce that messaging with, okay, kids, um, which way's north? Do a risk assessment on the beach. If, you, if your friends had just had an inflatable unicorn brought down to the beach, um, would you go out with them today on your inflatable unicorn? And they can risk assess my listen and give my view at the end of it. But it's really interesting to see what they come up with. Generally, it's pretty good. Sometimes it's questionable. Um, but yeah, it's, that has been the flagship of, of, of my role. Um, working with the Sports Commission um, down at the bathing pools and doing um, 
lessons with Holdfast uh, in the summer camp. So that's about paddleboarding, so the British Stand-Up Paddleboard Association um, Junior Series, and also um, water skills, so we do um, water confidence with them. Uh, so it's water rescues, um, just getting their confidence. Float to live is a big one, so getting them to float in the water and, and just improving their confidence and their knowledge about, again, the environment. Um, youth Games was this year, which uh, paddleboarding was in, which was fantastic. Um, really enjoyed seeing the kids on the water. We had a good race in Havlet. Um, and, yeah, trying to develop SUP as much as I possibly can. It's going to be in the Olympics in the not-too-distant future. Guernsey's got, you know, it's like having Wembley, but we've got no players. Um, it, Guernsey has this world-class facility for paddleboarding, yet um, there's a very limited population that see it as a, a sport that they want to get into. Um, for me, as, as um, that's my primary sport, I want to encourage anyone to get out there. And if we can, we started racing a while back and unfortunately that didn't continue. But with the kids now, you know, they're, they're fearless. And it's so, it's so gratifying to see them out there enjoying themselves, being a bit competitive, but also learning a lot and having a laugh and falling in. Ah, it's brilliant. But I'm sure there's a youngster in Guernsey that could possibly be an Olympian in the future. And you'd like to see that competitive side built on again? Yeah, my, I mean, as a my background is sport, um, and as 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 much as it's nice, there's always that sporting element where you just want to be better and faster yeah. and stronger, and you know, um, uh, well past I'm well past my sell by date. But Jersey had I went to see Battle of the Rock in 2013. That was really my first exposure to sock racing. They had a wonderful event um, and there were French competitors and English competitors there. They really opened my eyes up to um, paddleboard racing, what it meant, um, the skill sets needed, the physical side of the sports. Um, and one of the competitors is now number three in the world. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a sport which is developing rapidly. There's lots of sponsorships. And who doesn't want to be out on the, on the water competing, you know, getting fit? And yeah, um, if, if, I, if I could be 12 years old again, that would be my sport. And I'd just be, I want to be in the Olympics. <laughs> it sounds like there's a really nice balance in your role, whereas there's, there's obviously the safety side of it and that, that's important. But there's also how we've just got this amazing environment that we can be out, out and about in. Yeah, right? yeah I mean... That's, every day down the beach is different. Um, every time I go down there, I learn something, I see something different, I learn something. Um, and um, we're doing a, um, a public event. We do it every year with Upmost at um, Sunray Park, a uh, community event. And uh, the announcer said, this is probably the best job in the world. And I, I don't look at it, I should look at it like that, and I do, you know, I'm very, very grateful for my role. Um, it's ending um, after three years, but hopefully it will, um, they'll extend it. I, I, I certainly would like to extend my role as I feel it's unfinished business. Um, but yeah, I mean, this time of year, um, as we'll come on to in a minute, there's lots of things that I'm planning um, and hold fast and um, starting the Skills Academy for not only kids, but for adults 
has been a you know very much a part of what I've been doing lately. But coming into April, it's training time, so we get people trained ready for May. May there's lots of things happening, and then we hit the summer, and then we go until October. So, yeah. Sure. What a perfect link then to speak about what we've got coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the big, the big one is the water safety strategy. So hopefully we will have that in place in some form by the first of May. So the public will probably notice something. Um, there'll be a, it'll be like a, a bit like a swan. Um, there'll be lots of paddling underneath, but you probably won't see much on top to begin with. Um, but I think there's some easy wins that we can have with um, the community. Um, I'd say it's 90% there regarding a swim platform. So I was asked to look at um, the safety um, and implementation of a swim platform on Guernsey. Um, I've done my research and I've done my assessments, done a lot of work towards it. And I think that is going to be in place again for the 1st of May. Um, likely, in fact, the most probable um, site will be at Pembroke and that will be a safe swim platform, so easy to get on and off, um, all the bells and whistles when it comes to safety, but it kind of just fits into that. It's a safety zone, but it's also a challenge if you want someone to swim to it, it's a safe zone there. Um, I'm hoping for light triathlons, um, it can be a base on the water. Um, a coaching point on the water so it's it kind of fits a number of areas um, and um, it's Rock Capital are the sponsors behind that so very grateful to Rock and Stuart and his team um, and we're hoping to have that in place for the 1st of May. Uh, the other um, area I'm looking at is a snorkel trail. Wow. So snorkel trail is uh, Jersey has over think they've got three now so the blue marine foundation in jersey have a self-guided snorkel trail um, whereby it's just a signpost they designate a bay as a safe bay um, they have a signpost to tell you where to go what you're likely to see um, and uh, it, i was in fact speaking to um, one of the state's departments who, who mentioned it i knew about it and they mentioned it and said you know it looks really good so um, again, it's been about a year in the making. Um, and again, my aunts are kindly supporting me in doing this. My role in it is to set it up um, self-guided so anyone can go there at any time. The location is um, between Port Gras and Roos. Um, it's in an area called The Knife. There's a little lagoon that's formed on a 3.4 meter side. Um, and it's a stunning place. I've been trying to keep it secret for years, but now it's going to be in the public domain. Um, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful location. Um, there used to be a, an old oyster bed, which was blocking the path to get to it, but now that's been moved. So you can now walk to it from Port Gras, um, enter the, um, the area, and it's just got bundles of things to see. Um, so um, I'm working with all the local environmental groups to make sure we do it properly. Um, I do need to speak to obviously um, other people such as the mooring committees to make sure that everyone's aware. Um, Val um, Duzane to make sure they're happy with it. The states are happy with it. There's applications we have to do. Um, but capital wise, it's quite an easy thing because you're just pointing people in a direction. 
uh, making sure the sign is, you know, um, all the safety aspects are on there. Um, and my role will be hopefully um, working with schools to have a snorkel um, a course whereby we go from a school pool learning about snorkel, snorkeling and, um, um, and progressing to the bathing pools, which is a brilliant you know, resource. It's a controlled environment and you can um, develop your snorkeling skills there and then, then ending up at the snorkel trail and we can go and see what we can see. So that's a really exciting development. When you, when you look at outdoor and adventure, that ticks both the boxes. So um, yeah, a, a lot of exciting things. And of course, Hold Fast, everything that I'm doing with Hold Fast. Summer camp for the kids, water safety, paddle boarding, bring it on. Well, <laughs> just sounds like such a great summer ahead, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, like, just need the weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming. No here. problem at all. Yeah. Thank you. That was the warm up. Thanks again for listening. Please like and subscribe for more. You can find all our sports news on gsy.bailiwickexpress.com and on all our social channels. Sign up to our daily email to keep up to date on all the work the Express team does. 